trip that he led to israel and uh, we're glad they're home safely and doug will be back on air i believe with brad tomorrow if if you have not been with us before or it's been a while swat stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth and uh swat radio came out of a local bible study here that doug started um in various locations around jacksonville and um, again, uh, the the radio program is basically an extension of what Doug is teaching uh, in the Bible study every week. Although we do uh, talk about some things going on in the world from a biblical worldview. And uh, Brad, you were you and I were here last Wednesday, and uh, again, it's it's good to be back with you, and it's good to have you back. It is good to be back, and uh, yeah, t- just a message. Uh, obviously, we did get a text from Doug, so I know he's back in town. So no mystery calls, Doug, uh, <laughs> as he has a tendency to do. No, I'm glad it, it'll he's be back. Hank from Palatka. <laughs> yeah, Hank from Palatka. You know, with a question about uh, predestination or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I always look forward to uh, to being with you, David, and as you and I were together on Wednesday after I've been gone for a pretty good while, and uh, thanks to all you men out there, you SWAT guys, and those who aren't at SWAT anymore, but maybe at another state somewhere. I got I got a handful of messages on Friday or on Wednesday when you and I were on uh, from Texas and uh, Louisiana and a few Georgia folks just commenting how 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 uh, glad they were here, how glad they were to hear that I was back on and back in town, and uh, you know I just. Just so thankful for so many of you who've been praying for us and my grandson, Graham. And uh, David, I know that uh, you and I discussed this at length on on Wednesday and uh, had a few days to kind of regroup because we got in town on Tuesday. I got back in town on on Monday or whatever, was in studio with you on Wednesday. It's like, you know, have you ever, let me just ask, have you ever been gone from your house for four or five weeks? No, not not that long like yeah. you were. So regroup <clears throat> is putting it mildly. Well, I mean, you, you know, not, not to mention it's it's Christmas. We've got uh, we've got all our kids and grandkids coming in town for Christmas. So my wife is wanting to make sure the house is straightened up and decorated and so uh uh in a, in a sense I'm glad I wasn't on the air Thursday and Friday cuz it allowed me to get some work done around the house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and physically and mentally, like oh, you said, you goodness. just needed to to regroup a little bit. And uh, for if, for those of you who didn't hear us last Wednesday, just the, the Brad has uh, got a grandson named Graham who had some major you, you really described it well last Wednesday, but major heart issues and surgeries and, and um, has recovered and is home and is doing well. You mentioned that your your son and your daughter and son, my, my, son, and my, Graham, son my son and daughter, son and daughter. Sorry, <clears throat> yeah. get that back. Yeah, uh, went to church yesterday and were able to take Graham with them. And yeah, that's that's great news. So so great encouraging. News. Yeah, really yeah. encouraging. And have you have you? I assume you've seen them since they've been home. Actually, I have not. Okay. I have not. Well, seen you saw them, them a lot. Uh, they're coming. They're they're coming over for dinner tomorrow night. Okay. So I'm really looking forward to that. Okay. And uh, but I've gotten plenty of pictures, as you know. I mean, you're a grandpa. 
you know, there's nothing like those pictures. No. And, uh, no. you know, it's like my kids will – I've got two twin uh, granddaughters who were born about eight weeks ago, and I'm getting pictures every day, and they're in town. But, you know, I can go two or three days. It seems like they change in two or three days. Oh, it's, and it's incredible. I, I love getting those pictures, yeah. and immediately I've got that, you know, thing on my, on my phone to, to save that picture. I, I think I keep getting reminders from my – my phone service that I need to uh, add more oh, I get memory that all the to time. my phone. Yeah. Well, there's one <laughs> advantage of technology, right? We talk sometimes about, I, I think that a lot of the things that uh, technology has provided that are designed to make life easier and quicker and faster have actually made life more difficult, oh. um, especially in the work world. But, but I will say that as a grandparent, think about, you know, when we were, younger and before cell phones and camera phones and all that kind of stuff you know we were taking pictures the old-fashioned way getting them developed and sticking them in the mail to to grandparents right now you know so that that is a benefit we uh kelly a while back had set up a thing with her mother and my parents it's um i think it's called skylight and it's an Hmm. electronic or picture frame <clears throat> oh yeah and via email mm-hmm. you can send the pictures to that to this electronic frame? picture oh, frame cool. and it just rotates pictures yeah. almost yeah. like i'm really dating myself but an old slideshow you know remember <laughs> remember slides oh yeah very uh, much so. but um but anyway it is nice to be able to get the pictures yeah immediately uh, and quickly listen, and listen david i have a drawer and i'm sure some of our listeners can identify with this but i've got a drawer at my house in fact, there's probably two or three drawers, big drawers at my house that are full of CDs, uh, you know, t- talking about taking pictures. You know, I had a Canon, one of those nice Canon picture, right, you know, right. cameras. And, you know, you, you go by the film, you take your pictures, you take your film to Costco or wherever it was or Walgreens and you get it developed. And remember when CDs started coming out, man, you thought this is the coolest stuff. I've got all these pictures on these CDs. Well, now those CDs are all sitting in this drawer and, uh, you know, I need one day I need to convert those all. I I saw a story the other day. It was kind of cute. Um, it was a video of kids of parents handing kids a VHS tape. Now kids under say 12 years Mm -hmm. old Mm -hmm. and asking them if they knew what it was. And it showed the kids trying to open them like a book or, you know, they had no idea. And remember, again, to your point about how fast things change. Yeah. When VHS tapes came out and VCRs, wasn't that was a huge deal. Oh, absolutely. And they were expensive. VCRs were expensive. Hey, you and, and I remember the days when we went from eight-track cassettes to <laughs> – sorry, I had to do that. Eight-tracks. Eight-tracks. Yep. Remember those big old oh, things? Absolutely. You throw them in the back of your car, you know, they're just jangling all around back absolutely. there. Absolutely. <clears throat> yep. Hey, give us a call if you're an eight-track guy. Maybe maybe there's one out there still available. At, we were at listening to Kiss in Boston and the Cars and all those groups on eight-tracks. Uh, Gosh, we many, really, many times <clears throat> over, many, many we are, times over. We are really dating ourselves, but, uh, well, we got a lot going on in the world. Obviously I, a lot of bad news as there always seems to be at the, uh, I know you've, uh, you at one point before you had to go away, we're trying to do kind of a, a good news story on Fridays. <laughs> and I, I thought that was Good. I, I did see one that made me think. It was think a great effort, wasn't it? <clears throat> it? Well, I thought, I thought, uh, I saw one the other day that made me think of you and, and that it fell into this category. But uh, everyone's familiar with 
the actor Dwayne Johnson, you know, The Rock, right? Yes. Better known as The Rock and a football player. And um, he uh, apparently spent a year or two growing up in Hawaii. And when he was there, uh, family didn't have any money, dirt poor. Uh, and he apparently would, he said on a daily basis, steal Snickers bars from a particular convenience store. Well, the story is that I guess he was in Hawaii recently and he made a point to go back into that store, which I guess is still there, the same store. And he bought out and paid for, of course, every Snickers bar or, or every candy bar maybe in the store. And then also paid the grocery bill for any customer that happened to be in the store hmm. at that moment. So I thought that was kind of a good cool time story. to show up. Yeah, know? exactly. <clears throat> Not only to see the rock, but to get your groceries. Paid Absolutely. For. <laughs> well, so I thought that was kind of one of those well, good you, news stories that, well, that we don't see very often. You know, one of the things, obviously, yeah, interesting that you mentioned that I was trying to every time we would get on the air find, you know, one thing that's positive out there, because I think we live in a time where. You know, you're you're not going to get the ratings if you own a news station or a television station or a radio station. What draws the best ratings is, unfortunately, bad news. Right. You know, and yet uh, you hear a story like that. Don Henley sang a song about that called "Dirty Laundry," <laughs> <laughs> which we all have. Yeah. So it's not to it's not to mask the, the the things that are going on in the world. There are lots of just evil things going on in the yeah. world. We live in a fallen world. Paul says in Philippians 4, 8, he says, finally, brothers, whatever's true, whatever is honorable, whatever's just, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about those things. Mm-hmm. Think about these things. And, and I think it's a, it's a, it's a great call it's a great command really to say you know instead of always going to the worst which i can very guilty of so easy to get caught up in it set your mind on things that are excellent things that are going on that are good yeah and so thanks for yeah and it doesn't mean that we don't like you said stay informed on what's going on stay up to date you know but but to dwell on those things constantly and not think about the fact that God is in control <laughs> yeah, and absolutely. God will handle all things well, as the, as the hymn says, um, you know, and, and what, and what he has for us to do right now. The, the other thing is, I think for me, thinking about all the bad stuff and dwelling on that can really take me out of what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, it can take my mind kind of 100%. off of what I'm supposed to be doing, yeah, 100%. Um, which is, you know, Serving in the kingdom, you know, uh, putting God on display. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. You know, uh, last Wednesday, we we started in a little bit on a couple of application questions that Doug had for us um, coming out of kind of Acts 16, 17, and 18. And we're going to get into Acts 19 a little bit today, and that's going to be the theme for this week. Um, But we'll review a couple of those application questions when we come back. We're glad you're with us on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a question or a comment, as long as you're not named Doug McCary. And uh, we will be back. (laughs) That's not true. Doug, if you're listening and you want to call, call. We 
We'd love to hear from you. Thanks. Come on back after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Time, but I hate to interrupt the, the Christmas music when we come back. Um, you were mentioning you were glad to uh, be back and, and not only to regroup, but to kind of help Vicky around the house and, and do some decorating and oh, things yeah. like that. And and our, the joke around our house is I am the worst when it comes to any kind of Christmas lights or anything like that. And mm-hmm. Last night I came home and my wife was had a nice real wreath that she did a great job decorating and she put lights on it. And hung it on the front door, and that's like a it. major accomplishment, <clears throat> though, it. at our house. I'm just not handy with that stuff. I I've said this before on the air. Whatever tools we had in the house when my kids were little and growing up, they referred to as mommy's tools. <laughs> so, you know, it was definitely going to oh. be up to her to put up a wreath with oh. lights on it, and that is like a major accomplishment. We're not. Yeah. It's not Snoopy's doghouse, but we'll, it'll be something. You know, David, all the years you and I have known each other, and we have obviously have a great uh, love for one another, uh, but I even love you more. <laughs> Can I just say that uh, I am in that same camp? Um, you know, and I guess like father, like son, my uh, my dad was, and if my dad may be listening because he tunes in from time to time from Houston, uh, he was not necessarily, he was not unhandy. But he wasn't the guy who would just pick up a tool and go fix something. Yeah, and yeah. and I, yeah. I tell people all the time, you know, in uh, we've been married thirty seven years. How many years you? Yeah, coming up saying? on thirty seven. A lot of people have asked, we well, what's the secret?" You know, well, I mean, there are some secrets actually, but one of those is 
uh, know what you can do and what you can't do. <laughs> and I, fortunately, I learned very early on, I am not a fixing guy. No. I just don't fix things well. Uh, to be honest, um, I don't have the gift of craftsmanship. Uh, I I think I showed you the fort that I built for my grandsons, which, by the way. Uh, that was impressive, it, actually. I, you know, it's, it is impressive. But don't look too closely at it. And I think part <laughs> of the problem is not that I, I can't do the job. It's that I'm such a perfectionist that I'd rather just not do it. Yeah. And, and I'm that way about Christmas decorations. Vicky does all the Christmas decorations. I'm just there to get the boxes down. Right. Uh, you know, whatever it is. The that grunt she, work. And I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. I, you know, well, I, don't know, I could go on and on. <laughs> My wife is the one who fixes the toilets when they break. Yeah. She fixes the washing machine when it breaks. Now, yeah. she doesn't change the oil in the car. I take that to the dealership. There you go. That. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's it's just it's it's also what interests you. I've never had a major interest in that stuff. It's probably kind of the chicken and the egg thing, right? Do I not have an interest because I can't do it, or can I not do it because I don't have an interest? It's, There's yeah, probably yeah. Uh, a lot of interdependency there. Well, hopefully, my son, my <laughs> oldest son, isn't listening because it is definitely not like father, like son in his case. Because he can do everything. He fixes everything. In fact, most of the stuff, I'm like, you did that yourself. You know, I'd have to get on YouTube and, like, right. you know, stop it every 10 seconds. Well, YouTube to, is a good resource, though. There have is. been a few things over yeah. the years that I've figured out in desperation yeah, from exactly. looking uh, at YouTube. <laughs> well, I know we've sunk into a new level, but let me take it one more deep. Sure. Um, you, you do. You've made no comment about the hat that I am wearing. That's today. true. I'm sorry. I apologize. That's very, uh, very almost selfish of me. But Brad is wearing proudly his TCU hat and had to remind me because I didn't pay. Speaking of not paying attention. That uh, that TCU had made it into the college football playoffs. So hey, congratulations, my, my, my TCU friends who may be listening, Joe out in Texas. Uh, in fact, Joe was very kind in letting me. I think I asked the question on Wednesday when we were together. TCU used to be, when I was at school there, stood for Texas Christian University. I, I don't know that there's a lot of Christian in it anymore. And so Joe res, re, responded and said it's the Texas Carnal University. <laughs> but wow. all that to say, yes, I'm proudly wearing the purple today and uh, because we are in the college I was going to say World Series. We're in the college playoffs. The playoffs. I mean, how crazy is that? Well, that's but, great. And like I said before we came on the air, it is nice to see some new faces, some new schools yep. making it. It's kind of like in the NCAA basketball tournament, you know, when there's a bunch of mid-majors oh, yeah. that make it into the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. That's always fun. Love it. Yeah. It's Love always it. fun. But uh, so, we, you know, they are going to play Michigan. That's what you they said, are. right? Yeah, okay. so uh, it's one place four, two place three. And what's the date of and, the playoff? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be no clue. sometime probably first week of January. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we will root for him, and, <laughs> and we will know the result based on your countenance uh, when you come into the studio. Hey, it's, it's all these public schools against the one private school that, you know, does have Christian in its yeah, name. So that's right. It makes sense, that's right? right? That's right. That's right. Well, we mentioned um, as we were coming on that uh, last week we had a few questions that Doug had compiled um, by means of or as a, as a means of application in our lives to kind of check ourselves on some of the things, especially that we've been learning here in Acts over the last few chapters, mainly 17 and 18. And Brad and I talked about the first question 
last Wednesday a little bit, so we wanted to cover the other the other two. The first question was just about boldness and where did the boldness Paul and the apostles receive come from? And and you know the boldness clearly came from from the Spirit of Christ, from the Holy Spirit, and and that that boldness, that source of that boldness, is clearly available to us. And we looked at you know, are we being bold? Well, and that, that is the, you know, when you look at the, at the ministry of Paul, that's kind of the one thing. There are a lot of things that uh, are represented within that ministry, but the one thing that stands out the most is, is Paul's boldness. Boldness and relentlessness. Absolutely. I mean, Just you, relentless. and, and of course you look at Paul, Saul, he was relentless, yeah. you know, so it's not, a, you can see how that transferred over. Yep. That Paul is now, you know, a soldier in the army of the Lord, yep. and uh, he is relentless. You're yep. right. And so there is a boldness that we see. And kind of the question that we came out of is, is is would that be true of me? Yeah. Would, would people say of David or of Brad or if you're listening, man, David is one bold guy. Yeah. He, he really stands, not loud either. Understand what, loud. what boldness is, you know, and what it isn't. Yeah. And if I'm not being bold, why? Yeah. What What's holding me back? Is it is it some kind of fear of something that I shouldn't be afraid of? Is it, as Doug ended each of these questions with, is it something that we need to repent of mm-hmm. that's holding us back? Yeah. So yeah. the idea of, of self-examination is, is kind of all through these questions. Um, the second one has to do with, uh, where Paul talks about, uh, where Doug in his question talks about how in Acts 17, Paul was not impressed with the worldly trappings of Athens. Instead, he began to share with Jews in the synagogue, Greeks in the marketplace, and even the philosophers in the Areopagus. And and he knew he had to engage those around him with the divine message of the gospel. And we talked, uh, as we studied that, about... Um, kind of an out, a good outline mm-hmm, for the gospel, mm-hmm. right? Our, God's plan, that his original plan was cre- to create us to be perfectly dependent on him and in union with him. But then our problem came in, man sinned, Adam and Eve sinned, and everybody has been born with a sin nature and has been a sinner since. Um, but God loved us so much, didn't want to leave us in that state. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that sin problem not only caused God to be angry with us and, and have his wrath on us, but well, I should say not only caused us to be separated from God, but for God's wrath to be on us, yeah. right? To be under God's eternal punishment. God's solution in Jesus, and then our response to Jesus. And that was kind of the outline. And followed, following that, uh, as Doug has talked about, the prayer, care, share model or philosophy, praying for someone in advance and then showing uh, a caring for them uh, and then sharing that gospel outline with them and that message. And then the questions are, have I shared the gospel with anyone in the last two months? Have I shared my testimony or love for God with an unbeliever? Have I been praying consistently for an unbeliever over the past couple of months? And what if you know what needs to happen for me to obey God in this area of my life? So few questions in there and, and, yeah. and difficult ones. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you look at Paul, not only was he bold— but look at where he's bold. You know, boldness, as I said, is not just about being loud. I mean, we tend to think bold is loud. Bold is a, a courage to to engage people. Look where he does it, in the marketplace. 
right. with philosophers. Uh, these are these are kind of highfalutin people. Yeah. These are wealthy, uh, you know the the uh, the red carpet people, if you will. Yeah. It's the people, who, the prominent people, the powerful people. Uh, you know, I wonder how many of us, those of us who may be listening, are willing to engage with people that we have somehow elevated intellectually, mm. socially, whatever that might be, and there is a a a hesitancy, maybe it's a fear of speaking and engaging with people yep. in the marketplace right. or wherever it might be. Maybe it's your workplace. In the mm-hmm. marketplace, that's what I think of. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about this in one of the SWAT groups, in the Mandarin SWAT group the other day, and one of the guys who's actually a, a professor at a local college um, was talking about sharing with, with some of his students, and it was funny. He had a great line. I said, does this come up in class? He said, no, well, it's hard to work this into a math class. Um, (laughs) But but when he has a one-on-one time or office hours with his students, and he said that one of the things he talks about is he he just will get to the point where he asks him, what do you you think about – what do you think happens after you Mm -hmm. die? Mm -hmm. He said, and everybody thinks about that. People might not want to admit it, but everybody thinks about that. And he said it's amazing how many of those students will – Engage him on that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll want to talk about that. Yeah. And, and it gives him an opportunity to to listen to them first. Amen. And then ask yeah. questions based on what they're saying and then introduce the gospel message based on, based on the discussion. And you and I have talked about this. I think that's one of the challenges. I can ask somebody, can I pray for you? And that's easier for me than to kind of find that way to start talking about the gospel. Yeah. In conversation, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's maybe something that people have a hard time with. Well, and you and I, uh, we've been doing this on Fridays where we work through a text. We close the Bible, we read the text, we close the Bible, and then we repeat what we have learned about that. Right. I think it's important that we go share that with other people. Not, not, hey, this is good for you, David. But let me tell you what God is doing in me and through me through that passage. Right. Right. And so often the way that we do that, probably more than any other way, right, is through relationships. Amen. Through relationships. We're coming up on the bottom of the hour for our break for the news. We're going to continue this discussion and talk a little bit about what's coming up this week in Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 20 on two types of faith, one that is actual faith and one that is not. Uh, Stay with us on SWAT Radio. Come back. Call us at 844-777-7928, and we will be back right after the break. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous Angels we have heard on high. Sees 
Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. We're having a little technical difficulty here in the studio. Was Brad, that obvious? You, well, you better okay. say something to make sure that mic is working. Okay, we're good. We're good. Yeah, oh, Brad had a little gosh. bracket failure there on I, his I microphone. Have, I've told Doug for for years, you know, we need a video camera in here just, <laughs> just to see how really bad we are at this. Well, we, we I think we've got it rectified and... Uh, we're we're on the air. So welcome back to SWAT Radio with David Gray and Brad Sykes. Uh, Doug McCary is back from his latest trip to Israel. I'm sure he'll have some highlights and some I can't wait. I'm looking forward to, to share it. from that trip. I know a couple of good friends of mine have been on the trip. I'm anxious to, to talk to them. If you've never gone, by the way, Doug usually goes uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving. That's it's right. a little bit of a tough time, I know, for people, but... Uh, he took 32 people, and uh, I know you've been, Brad. We got to go a few years ago, and certainly one of the highlights of my life. Did you go last year? What no, we went in January of 20, so that was gotcha. the one time okay. the timing was a little different mm-hmm. and uh, always felt oh, that's right. fortunate yeah. and blessed that's right. that we got in yeah. right before COVID. Right, right, um, right. So we were there in January of, of 20. Well, and you and I have talked about this. Doug and I have – that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm looking forward to him coming back because I know he's going to – can I share some highlights of of the trip? You think about how many times Doug's been over there. Yeah, it's got to be. I think be, it's nine or be ten. Close to ten. Yeah. yeah. Um, that yeah. every time, I'm sure there's always some amazing thing. Even though you may visit the same places, just how God moves, uh, you know, in the group that goes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like powerful. there's always something different, even when you mm-hmm. read familiar passages Amen. of scripture. That's you right. know, I'm sure mm-hmm. the same thing is happening on these trips and. Um, yeah, it it, and I the guy a couple guys that I am friends with sent a few pictures and texts early on, and I could tell just from their text they were blown away. They sent a yeah. text from or a picture of them with Doug at the waterfall there at Engedi, Engedi, which yeah. is what which was one of my favorite the springs favorite of spots David over there. So anyway, before we took the break, we were talking about some application questions, and just to finish off this last question about. Um, you know, are we are we sharing the gospel with anyone regularly? You know, have we shared um, our testimony or love for God with an unbeliever in the last couple of months, or have we been praying consistently for an unbeliever? And what needs to happen to change that? And I'm that's that's really convicting mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggle with that. Um, I, I I pray for people. I don't necessarily follow up as much as I should with regular kind of conversation. Um, so that's something that I need to, that I'm convicted of and, and, and need to do a better job of. I've got somebody in mind right now that is, um, you know, older and not a believer. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm at the point where I feel like I should, we, we have talked before, but, uh, I feel like I should at least write a note, you know, or I, I think that's a good, you know, I don't know how you feel about that, but there, there's obviously something to be said that's powerful about opening your mouth face to face with somebody, but. I also think at times, you know, a note, you know, or a letter explaining mm-hmm. the gospel to someone mm-hmm. is is effective from the standpoint that it gives them time to just take it in yeah. and and yeah. and keep it also yeah. if they want to reread it and yeah. then, you know, maybe a, you know, you have the opportunity to follow up on that, but I'm I'm convicted about that being a shortcoming in my own life. Well, and I appreciate you you sharing that. And that's one of the things, Doug, challenging us in these questions is if we're not doing these things, why 
Yeah. Why are we not doing this? If 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 the gospel is the greatest message, um, how can you not share? Yeah. And and I think the the challenge is uh, fear or a lack of knowledge, lack of understanding. And and Doug kind of details that here as we understand the gospel. Mm. Doug and I have gone over this numerous times on not only in the Bible studies but here on the air. That that you know the the gospel's pretty simple it's it's god's plan yeah. man's problem yeah god's provision man's response yeah. that's where it begins with god and you know it it it's all about god right. and god wants to be in relationship with us i'll throw one more category in there of of fear or lack of knowledge because i think this is true of me sometimes i said this in our, our swat group the other day i i do care about people's destiny and their salvation but sometimes I don't care enough. Yeah, yeah. no, you're you're absolutely right, and that's, and that's, that's where I, I I struggle with. And too often I have that attitude of when unbelievers are just so unbelieving mm-hmm. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. flaunting things yeah. Yeah. that are wrong and yeah. false in in others' faces. And there's that part of me that just wants to say or think, well, he, he'll he'll get his. God will take care of that. You know, wait, wait till he has to stand before mm, God. Mm. And I'm embarrassed to admit that. But yeah. but <clears throat> then then it comes to me. I'm in the exact same boat. Yeah. Where where would I be without Christ? Yeah. And where would I be without Jesus forgiveness and sacrifice and work on my behalf? And even the faith that he's given me to, to believe all that. Yeah. Where would I yeah. be? I'd be the and that's what we have to remember, yeah. I think, is that is that no matter how bad off someone seems to us, we were the exact same in God's eyes. His enemies, the Bible says. Paul, Paul said, such were some of you. And I think the, the, there's, there's a lot of takeaways as you, as you work through Acts 17, 18, and 19. One being is that Paul uh, obviously wasn't impressed with the possessions or the intellect of somebody. You know, he, he, was, he, was, he was not... Um, he was not a respecter of all, you know, in other words, he, he didn't hold back from sharing with those that he engaged and encountered. And I think the caution for me, David, and maybe for you and other, uh, those listening for the, 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 the Christian man in our civilization and our culture, we very much like to hang out with each other. And, and we do, we should, you know, we should hang out with one another. But the, the idea of going to church, what, what is the point of going to church? It's to be sent out. Right. It's to go and engage with a lost world. It's to be fueled up. Yeah. I, I yeah. have a friend who says that, fueled up to go out and do yeah. what you're First talking Peter about. 1 Peter 2, yeah. 219, or, uh, what is it? Uh, I can't remember. But we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession that we might proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness mm. and into light. In other words, for those that are in light, we actually have to go into the darkness to fulfill the mission that we've been called to yeah. fulfill. Yep. Yep. And if we're not doing that, so that's kind of my question is what lost people are you hanging around with? Yeah. Are you hanging around with lost yeah. people? Yeah. If you are hanging around with lost people, are you sharing the gospel with them? Yeah. And uh, you know, I think we tend to we tend to see people as a project uh, rather than maybe a process too. Uh, you know, that we are on mission, 
we we absolutely are. Mm. But part of that mission is to first engage with them. Go grab coffee. Go yeah. grab lunch. Have them over for dinner. Yeah. Um, sometimes I, I I have had full intent of sharing the gospel with somebody, and it just the opportunity never presented itself, mm-hmm. and I had gotten down on myself as opposed to saying, you know what, I started the process. It's a step in the process. Exactly. Right. right. I, this is a little bit of an aside, but it kind of it kind of goes to. I thought it was an incredible story, and kind of goes to what we're talking about. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's an awful speaking. We talked at the top of awful stories in the news, and this is one of them. This little seven year old girl in Texas that was abducted and <clears throat> killed by a delivery driver, mm. um, and they caught him or they've they've charged him. And the grandfather of this little girl, and I don't know how this became public exactly, but he's made these statements, whether it was on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it was, about forgiving. Mm-hmm. this guy mm-hmm. and talking about how everything in his flesh opposes that but that he can say, he can hear the and again I, I i would say he's not saying he hears it literally but he 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 feels the leading of the spirit mm-hmm. i guess is the best way mm-hmm. to put it to forgive this person because if he gives in to the hate of this person then that will destroy him, and 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 but he but he he really lays it out in a way that I think we can all relate to, and he even talks about that Jesus is his savior, and Jesus, if this you know, offers to be the savior of this guy who killed his granddaughter as well, yeah, yeah. and that's I cannot imagine anything worse, yeah. and yet in that he gets it. I think I rem- I think it was Philip Yancey. I always remember this from this book. He wrote a book called What's So Amazing About Grace. And I think this line was in the book. If the gospel's not true for the worst serial killer, then it's not true for me. Amen. That's right. And and to get that though and realize that and express that like this guy did in that in the wake of one of the most horrific things that could possibly happen to mm. you is really something and shows you that God's at work there. Well, I was going to say that kind of forgiveness is 100% the work of the Spirit yeah, yeah. within us. And I guess I'm bringing that up because it <clears throat> relates to what I said about I don't care enough and sometimes I don't remember that I'm in the same boat mm. as what we would consider <clears throat> the worst of Absolutely. sinners. And yeah. this guy is realizing that. I guess that was the connection yeah. I was making. Yeah. So, And one other point I just before we kind of move on is, you know, in Acts 18 and 19, we, we saw that there were there were gaps in the people's understanding about Jesus as the gospel moved westward to Jerusalem. That's true in our context today. It's, it's true with the people that we're around. We have a tendency to believe that if somebody's in a Bible study or somebody's a member of a church or a deacon at a church, we, we just immediately assume they have a relationship with Christ. And uh, praise God, I had, a, I had an understanding of who Jesus was when I was 18 years old. But my brother-in-law, as I've shared many times, was that gap filler for me in explaining the gospel and really putting me to the test, have I surrendered my life to Christ fully? Thanks for bringing that up. And we'll, we'll just continue that for another minute or two when we come back. We promise we are going to introduce 
Acts chapter 19 that Doug's gonna, and Brad are going to teach on this week. But we're going to take our last break of the day on SWAT Radio, and we will be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. December 5th, so getting close to Christmas, and you can hear the Christmas music on our <laughs> lead-ins. Uh, Brad, we were talking about Doug getting back from Israel and our trips to Israel, and another highlight on my trip was, uh, do you remember going to the Shepherd's Field? Absolutely. Right outside of yeah. Bethlehem, the yeah. fields where they, you know, are, might not have been the exact field where the shepherds were, but if it wasn't the exact field, it was one just like it. And Well, it, it certainly was, gives you a... a, a um, Kind of a, a glimpse or a feeling of what yeah. probably yeah. happened. And it was, I was going to say, if it wasn't that exact field, it was one within a mile or two True. of True. that field. It was right there. Yeah. But they found a cave there that probably was used as like a like a stable and yeah. probably yeah. was very similar to mm-hmm. the type of place Jesus was uh, born. Yeah. But we got to go in that cave. And uh, somewhere I have a video of our whole group singing Hark the Herald Angels Sing in the Cave. Solid. And it sounded so cool. And I know that cave. I think I've been in that cave. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. That's amazing. Well, we could get off on a tangent just about that. that, (laughs) In fact, I'm teaching out of Hebrews chapter 2 tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I'm realizing even in light of, you know, when when I said um, earlier the reasons we may not share the gospel with people the the reason we lack boldness is maybe we don't have a clear understanding of the gospel mm. uh what i mean by that is we're not all struck by the gospel uh, we've heard it uh we live in a in a christian christianized i guess culture to some extent certainly not what it was 20 30 40 100 years yeah. ago 
but we're we're Christianized, you know, and and we're we're just not in awe of what God has done. Yeah, and you know, I think that's it's a good it's a good reminder. I'm glad you brought that up about the shepherds, you know, that they were in awe of what God was doing. Yeah, and we should be in awe. Yeah, uh, for what God has already done. Yeah. And I mean, it's done. We're looking back now. That's why we celebrate Christmas yep. because he and, came. And you're right about about things being kind of rote. And I think especially true for guys that are people that have been in the church for a long mm-hmm. time. I'm guilty of it, right? Yeah. It's easy to, our pastor was preaching a couple of weeks ago about even the, even the familiarity and the routineness of Christmas and 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 making the point which i thought was a great one and a bold one for him to make cr- the christmas story let's remember is not the gospel right that's exactly right easter <clears throat> good friday mm-hmm. easter is the gospel now yeah. yeah that couldn't have happened without christmas right. i i like to think of it as and again this is not an original thought with me i read it uh somewhere but it that christmas God invaded. It was the invasion. God invaded mm-hmm. enemy territory. Yeah. Satan is the prince of this world yeah. and the power, prince of the yeah. power of the air. And God in Christ invaded enemy territory. Yeah. And I was trying to think of a good analogy. You know, like D-Day was a great day in World War II. It, it was completely necessary. Without it, the Allied armies don't win the war. Mm. But that was not the end of the war that was not the yeah, final yeah, yeah, battle yeah um and 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 well and i mean it gets to what we were talking about as we ended that last segment is <clears throat> you and i doug included most listening to us have had people in our lives who have kind of filled that gap in our life uh, doug's been one of those guys in my sure, life uh, i've got a number of men who have spoken into my life and filled that gap there uh, and it's not just an intellect. I think we need to be careful not to think, well, my mission is to inform you, to educate you, that discipleship is necessarily a theological exercise. Oftentimes, it's, to use the word you said, invading mm. a person's life mm-hmm. to bear the burdens of others. I am so thankful, as I've mentioned even last Wednesday, that over the last five or six weeks as we were in Austin, knowing that there were men here in Jacksonville and around the country that were praying for yeah. us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, are, are we being that for others? Yeah. You're right. And the gap filling, I see, yes, it, it's knowledge, but it's relational. It's it filling, is. It's, it's, it's relational and it's, it's somebody realizing, hey, somebody's taking an interest in me. Yeah. and It's bearing the burdens yeah, of a brother. It's just you what know? you said. Yep. And, and it's amazing when you do it, like you said, and what we're trying to model a little bit on Fridays. It's not just about me with somebody else and I'm further along in my walk, so therefore I'm straightening this person out. <laughs> which, you know, <clears throat> now, I may be filling in some theological gaps. Hopefully I am. True. But in a way that is relational and loving and, 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 and in the same, by the same token, Mm. it's amazing when I've engaged in that kind of thing, how blessed I am or somebody I'm with will have an insight that I never saw and will teach me. That's why even as I'm looking at at Hebrews chapter two tomorrow, I'm looking at the fact that Jesus, why Christmas? Why the incarnation? 
why did Jesus come? He, he came as a man. Yeah. That the same things that you and I struggle with, and those who may be listening, those same things that we struggle with, he is intimately familiar with yeah. those things. Yeah. You know, and that includes, by the way. Let me just say it this way: the nastiest things we can think of. Yeah. If it says he was tempted in every way, yeah. like we were, yeah. you know, we might tend to sugarcoat that a little yeah. bit and think, oh, he was tempted to lie. Yeah. He was tempted to steal. Not that those are mild things, and he was. He must have been tempted yeah. for, toward those things. But but think about your thought life yeah. and the things you struggle with. I'll leave it at that. In your thought life, he was tempted that way. Yeah. And he didn't even have a sinful thought. Right. In that area, yeah. in those it, kind it, of areas. It says he wasn't simply the founder of our faith. He lived it yeah. perfectly. Right. And Perfected for that, yeah. we rejoice. Yeah, absolutely. Because his righteousness that. has been imputed to me and to you yep. and to those who have put their faith in him. Yep. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Well, right, let's jump into yeah, Acts we are 19, gonna, shall we? Acts 19 um, uh, is an important, I think, uh, passage here and, and teaching that Doug is— <laughs> going to get into this week with you and then you and i hopefully god willing friday we'll yep. do our our modeling of it uh as far as uh, uh asking the questions about it but um why don't i read if you're okay with yes, it i'll read the do. text and we'll kind of introduce <clears throat> it and then uh, you guys can follow up on it as Perfect. you go through the week uh acts 19 verses 1 to 20 and it happened that while apollos was at corinth paul passed through the inland country and came to ephesus There he found some disciples, and he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? They said, Into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. There were about 12 men in all. And he entered the synagogue and for three months spoke boldly, reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. But when some became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way before the congregation, he withdrew from them and took the disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. This continued for two years so that all the residents of Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick and their diseases left them and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. But the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, and fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. Also, many of those who were now believers came confessing and divulging their practices. And a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. 
and they counted the value of them and found it came to 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. May God bless the reading of his word. Oh, that's a long passage. <laughs> it is. What a text. What a text. Well, I've read, how many times have you read that, that text? And there's things that stand out to me, you know, right off the bat. Of course, we know there is, there's really only two, you know, faiths. It's, it's a faith in Jesus or a faith in something else right. that, that's not, you know, Jesus. And it, it, think about how easy it would be to see what was going on. And think that there was some power in the handkerchief, right, or or whatever it might be, right, you know, right. And back in, in and that's what led throughout like the Middle Ages and things to to all and still goes on today to all kinds of relics. Yep. And people thinking, oh, if I could just touch this yeah. bone of an apostle, right. or if I could just go and see, make this pilgrimage here or there, that that will somehow take care of me. When all those things, and we talk about going to Israel, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. But it is. But the places are not the answer. Yeah. yeah. Jesus is the answer. Yeah. And being there helps us to know him better. Yeah. So to your point, you know, Doug, and, and, and you'll we'll talk about this over the next few days, that there are two types of faith, faith in Jesus and anything else. As you said, two distinct messages, Jesus way or man's way. And then finally, two sources of power, God's unlimited power or Satan's limited power. So you guys will expand on that over the next few days. And uh I will see you on Friday. That's right. Good to be with you, David. And, uh, yeah, tune in this week. as uh, We'll be jumping in. If you're not part of a men's Bible study, uh, go to SWATradio.com. You'll see the various uh, meetings they get together. Yep. And you can always listen to past shows on SWATradio.com. Doug will be back tomorrow. We'll be glad to have him in studio. Brad, I'll see you Friday. Thanks for listening. All right, brother. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual